Hello, this is Super Talk. I am Spiros. And I am Kim. And we're here to talk about Supergirl. And this week we have episode one of season two, which is called The Adventures of Supergirl. And I wonder if that was a comic book title. It probably was, huh? Well, yeah, it was. Are all of them comic book titles? I don't think so. I think this is just a comic book Special title. Special one. particular one. Yeah. yeah. And this particular episode had... I mean, all of the episodes typically have call-outs to the comic book, but this one had some really nice call-outs to, like, Superman history in general, which was kind of cool. Or super history, right? Superman and Supergirl, which we'll get to in a minute. Wasn't there a super dog, too? Yeah, there was a super dog, and there's Superboy, and there's, like, all kinds of super stuff. I don't... Superboy, no. Yeah, well, there was a lot of weird stuff in Superman history. I mean, you know, they had the whole Silver Age where things were a little bit goofy and, like, Batman 66 type stuff. Oh, so, yeah. you know, you, you got all that weird stuff, and everybody's got to be super, but... I'm super. Thanks you, for asking. You are super. <laughs> the episode starts with everybody in Kara's apartment, and they're toasting to friendship. They just, you know, they won last season. One meaning that they stopped her uncle from brainwashing the world and turning all of the humans into drones, which, you know, was ostensibly to make people better and the world a better, safer place. Hmm. And before anything can really even happen. They haven't even, I don't even think they took a drink no. of their champagne. I would have already. That I would have <laughs> drank it before I even toasted, but that's just me. Well, it's anyway. just you. Anyway, uh, before they can even take a drink, there's some sort of a disaster. There's what looks, initially I actually thought like it was a rocket or something, like just blasting through the sky. Mm-hmm. And Supergirl takes off to go, you know, try to take care of it, and she's joined by John Johns, the Martian Manhunter. So they're both flying after this rocket thing to try to Just to a side it. note. Well, yeah. That name is just... It's a Martian name. I, oh, God, it's so... It's, anyway, yes. Well, this is, again, like, you know, Silver Age. I know, Age, blah, 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 so. blah, but it's just anyway. a Anyway, <laughs> yeah. turns out, and I knew this immediately... Supergirl's rushing up to try to, like, grab this thing from the back and stop it. And she gets close, yeah, and she gets zapped. And as soon as that happened, Mm -hmm. I knew, like, kryptonite was involved in this ship. And and it turns out, like, kryptonite is actually kind of a central theme of this entire episode. So uh, they don't actually catch this thing and stop it from flying, you know, and, and crashing. But what they do is they sort of clear the path and it crashes in the ground. And it turns out to be a pod, a pod exactly like the pod that, uh... She, she and Clark slash Kal El came to Earth. Nicer, in. actually. Well, she said it was the same pod. It looked more Art Deco-y than the other one, but I don't know. My, my memory is not always the best. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, they rip it open, and here's some random hot dude random hot there. dude. And you're like, huh? Okay. So if it's not a relative, it's probably become a love interest later on in the season, especially later on. In this episode, when she's like, oh, I loved you, but I no longer do. It's like, really, it's been like 12 hours, and you no longer love this dude? I mean, come on. (laughs) Anyway, continue. So, spoiler alert, Jimmy and Kara aren't going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. (laughs) Which Which is fine. I'm fine with that. Well, I was actually kind of annoyed with it, too, because, you know, they, they kissed, and this seemed to be a clear path that they were going on, and then immediately into this episode, you know, boom, she's like all just totally uncertain about everything and which and, is fine she's a woman and she can change her mind well, yeah, if she totally, wants but totally. the way that they did it i don't it just i mean that whole From last a story season point of yeah. View, yeah it was very abrupt it, it was. was very uh, um it was just very abrupt and i didn't care for that no. because it didn't 
the reasoning behind it, it's not that the reasoning behind it is she's bad. She's finding herself this season. Right. Which is great and awesome, but since she's finding herself, she can't have a man there. She right. needs to be free to find herself, which yeah. I understand, but it's just after last season and her pining for him the entire season, and she finally gets him, and then bam, you know, okay, I'm good. I, I don't need you right now. Right, right. So this this relationship that hasn't even started, this nascent relationship between Jimmy and Kara, is is already done and over with by the end of the episode, and and they're just friends. Jimmy is is definitely upset by this at the yeah. end of the episode. You know, he's he's he looks a little bit forlorn. She even didn't she even say, "Can't we just be friends?" Yeah, I mean, he's like awesome. like it was no, you couldn't it couldn't have been clearer friend zoning than it was to to do what that she did. Good. You know, I think we're better off as friends. Mm-hmm. But back to the beginning of the episode, we have Rando Hot Dude in a kryptonite capsule, and the assumption is that he is Kryptonian, but we don't actually know that, and Kara uh, is sort of assuming that he's Kryptonian, and and, uh, Wynn is now, like, on trial, sort of, you know, in his... His what do they call it when you get a new job? Go Your probation it. period. Oh, probation. In his probation period right. with the DEO and helping them sort of investigate this new rando dude that they found in this cock. This. Uh... <laughs> yeah, nice. In this cockpit of the cock- ship. It's of the ship. It was a pod. Anyway. A pod. Yeah. yeah. They try to stick a needle in his arm, and the needle breaks, and they're like, well, that proves that he's Kryptonian. And, and the Martian Manhunter, uh, all he says is that just proves he's not human. That's all we really know about this guy. Throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the episode, he is totally sidelined because Jimmy and Kara. Oh no, no, no! Back to going back to Win and being a, a newbie at this place. Um, I, I love that he's he's my favorite. He's he's just straight up my favorite. He's a nerd, and he learns how to speak Krypton. Read it or speak it? I don't know. One or the both, other. Both, I think. Both. Yeah. I'm just like that. That amused me. So anyway. Yeah. So Win can read and or speak. Kryptonian, which is pretty cool, mm-hmm. uh, and he's trying to help the uh, DEO figure out what's going on here. But is it uh, DEO? Yeah, Department, Department of, of Extra Normal Operations or oh, something okay. like that. Oh. I can't remember what it. I was thinking DEA drugs. <laughs> Drug Enforcement Agency. Oh, <laughs> anyway, um, we've got Kara and Jimmy on a date, but before they even get to the date, they're at the DEO dealing with this guy, and and. Kara is talking with Alex about the date, and and they're already setting up the breakup because Alex is grilling Kara about how she's acting in preparation for the date. You know, Kara's all, you know, oh, I'm super excited. The date's going to be amazing. And Alex is like, you're doing that weird excited thing where you're not actually excited about something. But you're forcing yourself to be excited. Right. So that right there was basically the death knell of that relationship. And like we said, by the end of the episode, it's over. So that, to me, like they wrote it throughout the entire episode, but it still felt very abrupt that they just ended this relationship between her and Jimmy before it began. So one of the writers or group of writers must have had an idea and like, oh, we're going to do this this season. And they're like, oh, crud, you're going to do that, so we need to do this and just chop it off right away, which is... Fine, but, I mean, one thing we do need to keep uh, in mind is that this show did just jump networks from... Why would that matter, though? I mean, they may have a whole new writing room working yeah, on this. That's and true. if that's yeah, the case, that's then true. I mean, new they people. may have notes and plot lines from the other, uh, you know, um, network, yeah. but they may have to adapt all sorts of things because they're working on a different budget, they're filming yeah. in a different location. <laughs> you know, we don't know if Cat Grant's going to be staying on the show. Uh, I was watching the credits. It and said, and... 
Yeah, and it said Anne Callista Flockhart. Yeah, so. It didn't make it clear if she was guest starring at this point or if she is still, you know, a star and a cast member of the show. I think I, I think I read though that she didn't want to what they're in They're in Vancouver. Vancouver. She didn't want to move to Vancouver. Right. No. All the talk before this season was that she was not going to be moving to Vancouver and continuing on with the show. But, I mean, there was never anything officially announced that I'm aware of. So, yeah. and hopefully I mean, she stays. And even if she doesn't, you know, you can still, like, do Skype calls. <laughs> be like, hey, let's, yeah, let's Skype but it's in. it's not the same because when, when Calista Flockhart is in the role of Cat Grant, like, she really has a great presence. And she really is a fantastic character. I love her as the sort of... Almost like the guiding light and moral compass for Supergirl. You know, she played that role last season, mm-hmm. and, and this episode she played that role not really for Supergirl, but for Kara as a person. And clearly, like like you said, they're setting up the theme of this season in large part to be Kara find, figuring out, like, Kara. Yeah. And how do you be this person that you are now that you are also Supergirl? Whereas last season was all about how do I be Supergirl? Supergirl. And she even says that at the end. Right, you know, right. Last, yeah. yeah, last year. That's what she says to yeah. Jimmy. But um, with Kat Grant, I like, I enjoy her. I like, you know, her self-help talk and, you know, she's helping everyone and blah, blah, blah. But I I love her cattiness at the same time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, it's not even catty. She's not catty. She's just... A strong woman who she's callous. Yeah, she's callous. I it's like. Not catty. I like that. She's, she's callous and abrasive because she doesn't give a shit. Exactly, and that's what I love. You yeah. know, a strong woman just hey, this take. This is it. Or take leave it or leave it. it. Yeah. Right, right. I like that. Now, speaking of Cat Grant, my favorite part of the episode was when she hollered for her new assistant <laughs> for the very first time, Miss Testmacher, because when she did that. It was just like I was watching Superman 2 again. And if you don't remember, in the Christopher Reeve Superman 2, Lex Luthor had a assistant, and her name was Miss Tessmacher. And he was constantly hollering for her, Miss Tessmacher! <laughs> and Kat did it. Callista Flockhart nailed it. Like, I immediately knew what that call-out was, and I thought it was perfect. It was like a perfect little throwback. There were a number of those kind of throw-outs and call-outs in this episode, but that was, I think, in my opinion, the best one. So... Uh, this, this, we have this random Kryptonian who's just at the DEO. They're trying to figure out what's going on there. And then Jimmy and Kara are on the date. And right off, right off the bat, this date is awkward, right? But so before they even start the date, she's, you know, standing in front of the mirror trying to find an outfit. Yeah, that was pretty cute. It was cute, you know, because I mean, most women and guys too, I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, try on different clothes before an event or a date or whatever. But she super tries on But she, outfits. yeah, it's super, super fast. And the dress she picked, I thought was really cute. It was, mm-hmm. it was pink and flouncy. Um, but the thing, you know, he goes on to say, um, James, is, do they ever call him Jimmy in this or is it always James? I think they call him James. See, and okay, we're going to get back to that in a second. <laughs> um, but with the dress, uh, you know, he says, you look beautiful or I like your dress or something, I don't know, whatever he says. And then she's like, oh, this dress, I had it on all day. Okay, ladies. If you get a compliment, just say thank you and don't like make it less than than what it is. That, that, that just drove me nuts. And I'm like, fine, she's young and she's trying to find herself, so I'll let it go. But it really annoyed me. So anyway, um, oh, Jim's and Jim's Jim's and Jamesy, James and Jimmy. <sighs> Another side note rant. Okay, my name is Kim. It's actually Kimberly, and. For people who are like, you're growing up and, you know, you're called Kim or whatever shortened name. And then when you get older, when you insist on being called your, like, formal name, that just drives me nuts. That drives me nuts. So, James, 
I will probably refer to him as Jimmy every uh, time we do these things. Jimmy. Okay, just just so we know. But as a side note, when I was a kid, I made everybody stop calling me my nickname was Spike. Oh, I could see but that. But I don't even remember doing it. Yeah, and I mean Kim is not a nickname. Right. You know, Kim's it's a short it's a, of your exactly. Yeah. You know, and if you ever listen to this, <laughs> Jennifer, it's she was always Jenny, and now it's Jennifer, and it's just I know I try to call her Jennifer because that's what she wants, <laughs> but I know I do Jenny, and I'm just like I just don't understand that. But anyway. Anyway, they're on the date. And it's awkward from the very beginning. And they don't, again, they don't even get five minutes into the date. No. Um, because out in the rest of the world, there's this space launch thing going on. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy says, you know, I know you're super into the space program. How come we don't have the launch on? And she's all, oh, we're on the date. I don't want to turn it on. And he says, just turn it on. So he's being a nice guy, tells her to turn it on. She turns it on. And, you know, the launch goes off and boom, there's an explosion. And there's a problem. So, and basically this launch was, I think Kat Grant said it, basically just a bunch of rich people. Yeah. Waxing, ascent, ascent, what's the word I'm looking for? Narcissism. Well, she didn't say narcissism, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I think it might have been a slight little dig at like SpaceX and Elon Musk and these other guys who are, are, you know, launching rockets into space, which, I mean, honestly, I think is actually a really fantastic thing Mm -hmm. because the governments have been dropping the ball on on space Space. exploration and the space race. Uh But maybe not necessarily big, but a call out to this happening to, like, these ultra-rich people spending a lot of money on putting stuff and people into space. Yeah, I didn't think of that, but, yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah. But, yeah, so that just amused me because I'm like, yeah, it wasn't for, like, you know, to go explore Mars, it was just a bunch of rich people. It was space tourism, essentially. <laughs> exactly. And Cat Grant, you know, says she was offered a seat. And what would I have in common with a bunch of rich narcissists who want to just go up into the space and look at the Earth or whatever? Yeah, where she's at. So it breaks the atmosphere, and boom, there's an engine problem, and now this thing is being sucked back into the gravity well of Earth and looks like it's going to crash land. Okay, and it seemed like there's only one pilot in the spaceship. <laughs> Uh, I mean, won't there have been more? And um, did I miss something? At least two. Yeah. Yeah, and and another another issue too is, um, if you recall, the space shuttle was it Columbia, I don't know. Uh, burned up and broke apart on re-entering atmosphere okay. because they uh, had they they didn't even have a hull breach. They just lost some heat shielding. Okay. As I recall, she said, and and it looked like it because of the explosion that they had a hull breach. And a hull breach would mean explosive decompression of the ship. Yeah, everyone would die instantaneously. Yeah, unless they were all suited up in, in you know, space, space suits. Yeah. So, uh, bad science there, which I didn't care for. <laughs> bad and science. And if they had a hull breach, that ship would have broken apart upon re-entry into atmosphere. Now, And you could see the, the heat of the entry into the atmosphere before Superman and Supergirl got there to save them. Mm-hmm. And this is the entry point for Superman. Yes. And it was nice, because he's like... Hey, do you need help? Instead of just like grabbing it and being like, "Hey, I'm a man and I can take care of this," so that was nice. Yeah, yeah, so, very that good. was. It was it was teamwork and it was it was cool to see them both working together. They set it up so like both of them were kind of seeing this separately. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Supergirl seeing it uh, on the way. TV, and and the the female reporter says, you know, I wherever she is, I hope she's watching. And Jimmy says she is. Well, you see her pulling her shirt open and taking off as Supergirl. And at the same time, you, you have this cut, cutting back and forth. The same thing happened in Metropolis. Clark Kent is talking to his boss, being reamed out about not having an article and having this typical Clark Kenty type, kind of fumbly, sort of nerdy, inept sort of banter. 
and uh, and then you know you hear the same thing a different reporter saying wherever he is I hope he's watching and and he says to nobody I am yeah and then you know takes off so they both sort of converge on the ship to save it at the same time when you said rips off her shirt or open her shirt I just instantly <laughs> you, you you guys know where it went and I'm like if her and Jimmy ever get together is that going to be like a, a role play thing they're doing okay continue. So they, they save the ship, and the principal investigation and the principal sort of conflict of the show is figuring out what happened to this ship and and why. And what's interesting is, like I said, we open the show with this Kryptonian dude flying in in this pot, or we're assuming he's a Kryptonian. Mm-hmm. And then... He's gone. He's basically Whatever. gone. Yeah. yeah. They cut back to this very periodically with Wynn sort of working on trying to figure out what's happening here with DEO. But like this, this, this pod dude is totally sidelined for the mystery of figuring out what happened to the ship where Supergirl and Superman slash Clark and Kara work together to figure this out. And, and another really kind of fun part of the episode, um, but also, I mean, I don't know if it's fun, and, and, and I wonder what you think about this as a, as a reflection on the character of Cat Grant, right? You have Cat Grant, we talked about like the super strong, you know, um, callous in the sense that she doesn't care what other people think about her their opinions uh you know does what she wants is powerful has this company but then clark kent walks in the door and she just goes into mush yeah she turns into like this sort of inept teenage crush mush mode girl and i was kind of a little bit disappointed by that i i'm torn because yes (laughs) i mean but i mean no, no, I liked it because okay. a woman doesn't have to be strong all the time, you know, and so she wasn't, and that was fine. <laughs> I, I totally see what you're saying. I guess, you know, and I'm looking at this from a male point of view, so I, you know, I have whatever biases and things are built into my brain that I, you know, do and don't, you know, can and cannot sometimes recognize. But I guess the the part of me that was a little disappointed about it by it feels like. Cat Grant is the kind of person who, while she might get mushy about a person, wouldn't turn into like a schoolgirl. A, a, she almost was kind of like a blus- a blubbering idiot. Not quite. Yeah. But I mean, they they really sort of, in my opinion, they kind of diminished her position a little bit. Mm-hmm. I could see her getting you know mushy. Oh, it's Clark Kent. I want to you know. But when but she still, does that, I mean, right. she she even perks she up does. her boobs too. Yeah. You know? But know. but to me, she kind of lost her cool. Yeah. And I feel like Cat Grant's not the kind of person that who would loses do that. her cool very often. I mean, she didn't lose her cool when she was dealing with her son, and that was clearly a very um, emotionally powerful thing for her in season one. Yeah. She was emotional, but she didn't really lose her cool. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, I felt like she lost her cool. And, and it's not that you can't lose your cool, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't... I'm fine with it. Cause, <laughs> and maybe... Um, I read a lot of romance, <laughs> and as a woman, I enjoy that. You know, I enjoy the 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 fluff, and but yeah, I know I can see what you're saying though. You know, and what do you think the reasoning was why they would have had her do that? I don't really know. I mean, what's happening right now, and and they're setting up a story arc. It it, it seems that Clark and slash Superman are going to be sticking around. Is going to be sticking around for a while. So he's going to be working out of Catco. And maybe they're just setting up a relationship between Cat Grant and Superman. But, I mean, if their relationship was like that all the time, I, I would have to do puke finger. Right. You know, I mean, once 
okay, this episode it was fine because it was kind of like, oh, you know, cute, whatever. But yeah, if she acted like that around him every single time, or if they got into a relationship and she acted like that, I mean, oh my, yeah, yeah that, that would, would get annoying. That would fast. not be good. But the problem, and I just realized when I said that, I mean, it feels almost like they're setting up a relationship, but at the same time, Clark made it clear oh. that he is still with Lois. Yeah, that's right. And they're fine and they're together. And we won't even get into Lois right now because I have thoughts about her. Lots of thoughts. Continue. <laughs> Lois? Lois. Lois Lane? Lois Lane. I don't know this Lois Lane at all. I mean, we have not seen her, obviously. Okay. So what are your but thoughts? I've never liked Lois Lane. Okay. I've never liked her. And I'm just like, ugh. Okay. She just annoys me. So you don't like Lois Lane? I do not like Lois Lane. Right. Especially in the Superman movies with Christopher Reeves. And, I mean, she was... She was the... The... the what's the word I'm looking for? The... The damsel in distress. Yeah. Yeah. And that I mean, in some cases, me. she definitely was. Oh, in most which is, cases. <laughs> which is interesting because, um, I, if I recall correctly, that was Margot Kidder who played Lois Lane in the Superman movies with Christopher Reeve. And she came out and she um, she basically blasted DC slash Zack Snyder slash, you know, the writers of, of uh, Batman v Superman, the movie, by um, talking about how they took Amy Adams who's a, a wonderful actor and a wonderful talent mm-hmm. and, and gave in the new her Superman. A, yeah. In the, in the new Superman movies in yeah. the DC movie universe mm-hmm. and, and turned uh, Lois Lane in there into, you know, a helpless sort of, you know, woman. just woman slash tool for the moving the plot along. Yeah. And this is a problem that exists throughout media in general. There's a lot of this, um, where the plot devices, you know, women are just used as plot devices to, to move a, a male, character forward in some way shape or form i mean this was a big deal and a big discussion when um dc released the killing joke animated movie which you haven't seen but um what happens in the killing joke both in the comic book and in the movie is uh batgirl or batwoman i apologize slash um barbara gordon Mm -hmm. is is victimized by the joker solely as a device to make batman you know do different things in this plot. Oh, okay. So so this is a common trope and it's a uh, overused trope in a lot of different ways. I hope they don't use it in this particular series Supergirl because I mean if one thing Supergirl's been good at so far it's it's putting female power. Female power. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, strong female characters. And and when we say strong, it doesn't mean they're not vulnerable yeah. or emotional or troubled or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But they're all still very strong female characters. Cat mm-hmm. Grant, you know, uh, Kara, Supergirl herself, her sister Alex, yeah. um, Jimmy's uh, ex girlfriend now. Uh, uh, what was it was Lois's sister, if I recall correctly. It started with an L, then Lana. I think it might have been Lana. Yeah. Yeah, she was a very confident, yeah. very powerful, uh, you know, female character. Uh, Kara had a rivalry and assistant. In uh, it, Cat Grant had a different assistant, so there's a bit of a rivalry there with another woman who was another strong, you know, competent, mm-hmm. if not very nice woman. Yeah. Uh, so there have been some really fantastic. Then she turned into Livewire, isn't that? She switched yes, to that. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Okay. So, uh, so anyway. Back to the, the episode itself. We have Cat Grant who had this this mushy kind of schoolgirl emotional moment with Clark Kent. She's clearly enamored with Clark Kent. Uh, and, and beyond that, you know, we haven't seen anything. But they work to figure out what's happening with this spaceship. And it turns out that Lex Luthor's sister 
and I'm not entirely sure I don't her, remember name. her name. It's it starts like, with an L too. It starts with an L. Maybe she was so Lana. All these L's: Lana, <laughs> Lena, Luna. It's Lex, not Luna. <laughs> yeah, Lex Luthor's sister. It has taken over Lex, uh, Corp, Lex Corp because mm-hmm. Superman, off screen, out of story, out of character, has put Lex in jail. Mm-hmm. And, and later on, we find out he's like in there for what, like forty life sentences. Thirty-two or... consecutive yeah. life sentences. Yeah. And, and the initial suspicion on the part of Clark Kent is that she is actually behind the explosion on the ship because mm-hmm. it, they learn that she was supposed to be on that ship. And she was the only one who wasn't. And she was the only one who wasn't. So it looks convenient. Oh, she's not there. It blows up. Turns out she's actually the target mm-hmm. of the explosion. And we have an assassin that is after her, somebody who's been hired by Lex out of prison because she's trying to rebrand LexCorp and turn it into a force for good. Mm-hmm. I really hope this happens. I mean, she she did the rebranding by the end of the episode. Yeah, that was dumb. And I don't know. I love I, Lex. I know. I love Lex, and Lex <laughs> is supposed to appear in the show, so uh, I hope that he does. Is he going to be bald? I hope he's bald. It would be cool if Michael Rosenbaum came back. He's the one from, from the movies. Smallville. Oh, from Smallville? Yeah. <gasps> Ooh, that, I like him. Because he was him. an amazing Lex. He was awesome. I loved him he as was Lex good. in Smallville. Yeah, I didn't like the new Lex as much. Jesse Eisenberg, yeah, you mean? No. no. Yeah. Well, he, that's Batman v Superman. That's a whole other uh, mess of, yeah. of the discussion. But anyway. Anyway. Um, what's interesting there is we're going to, we're probably going to be seeing a conflict between uh, the Luthors which is interesting. And she's adopted. Yeah, she's adopted. Yeah. And so, you know, if you look at the Luther family Ooh, history. Talking about adopted, too, I wonder who her real parents are and if they're, like, evil psychos and if it's going to come in later on or if they're, like, awesome. I hope she or... doesn't become a villain. Oh. In a lot of ways, I hope that she stays a, a, a you nice know, person. altruistic like she's trying to be yeah. because that would set up an interesting internal con- conflict in the Luther family that I think would, would be a we nice storyline well. for them to play with. Yeah. Um, but we don't know what's going to happen there. What we do know is that an assassin named uh, Corbin is after her trying to kill her for Lex and he starts making additional attempts Superman and Supergirl uh, try to stop him Mm -hmm. and are successful in doing so and at the very end of the episode Lex's sister actually shoots this guy as he's about to shoot Alex Mm -hmm. Supergirl's sister and uh that's not quite, but just about the end of the episode. That kind of sets everything up, and it's interesting to see where we're going to move with this. Because now what we have is, you know, we have a new rebranded LexCorp called L-Corp, and, and Sisters Just the letter in, L. Just the letter L. Yeah. Supposed to be a force for good. Mm-hmm. We have Supergirl, who is trying to figure out how to be Kara. She's she's friend-zoned Jimmy. (laughs) And she's also decided, and this is something we missed talking about earlier, that she wants to be a reporter because Um, Kat had given her... Yeah, at the end of... uh, But at the end of last season, Kat gave her her choice of jobs inside of Catco. And and Kara was waffling, you know, oh, I don't know what to do, you know. That kind of annoyed me that she picked reporter. I was a little annoyed by that, too. I'm like... It, I mean, that's what Clark does. Of, let's yeah, let's put something different. To, uh, I because know. of that whole Clark parallel, but I feel at the same time that that that's kind of a, a weak position yeah. because it is exactly what Clark does, yeah. and so we're setting her up as 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 a female mirror image of Clark. Exactly. And I know in a lot of ways that's what Supergirl is, but this is she an doesn't have to be exactly. She doesn't have to be so. 
you know, she could have been or done something else. I mean, part of me almost thought that she was going to say, I want to be your assistant because there was something fulfilling about that. Mm. I'm glad that it wasn't that because that yeah. wouldn't have shown any growth no. or potential no moving growth. forward. But I, I, I kind of thought that's what she was going to say at the end. I, I it would have been awesome if she would have been like, I want to run the company. And why, <laughs> why don't you go since... Kat had her whole self-help thing, you know, talking about diving into the water and, you know, grasping the unknown. And then at the end, Kat is like, hmm, maybe I should follow my own advice. So that gave her a, a lead way, you know, she can leave the show now. Mm-hmm. Um, where did I start with those whole concept? Oh, yeah. And then Kara could have been like, hey, I want to take over the company. So right. you can go do whatever you're doing now. Right, right. But... So the, the future of Cat is in question. You know, they've set something up there, and there's a lot of questions as to what it could be, but it's probably going to be her exit from the show because yeah. we don't think that she's going to stick to move to Vancouver, which is super disappointing because, I mean, and, she I mean, really she have, make Supergirl. I mean, they have some episodes in, so she would have already moved there, don't you think? Right, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't so think they already know what's move. going on. Right, yeah. right. Uh, but but she's going to be leaving the show. But I'll, I'll say it again. I said it before when I heard about this. I'll take Supergirl without Kent Grant over no Supergirl at all. So, I'll, yeah. you know, it's disappointing to, lead, to lose a, a wonderful character and a wonderful actor. But it's better than not having the show. Uh, and then, you know, they've, they've found some information about Rando Kryptonian dude in the pod. Oh, yeah. But we don't know what that information is. Mm-hmm. But one of the other things we got to come back to was I mentioned kryptonite as a central theme of this episode. Mm-hmm. And this is something that kind of run, runs underneath these other themes, right? Because we have Kara trying to figure herself out, you know, this whole relationship thing and, and figuring out her job and all this other stuff. But then back earlier in the episode, after they save the spaceship, uh, Supergirl just says to Superman, basically, hey, oh, oh. I forgot my other favorite part of the episode. The, go- the Gotham part? No, no, no. There were two, there were two <laughs> parts. Part. Yeah, there was two little bits. I totally forgot about this, but this is totally worth mentioning. So first of all, after they save that spaceship, uh, they land in the middle of the street, and there are these like this family was biking down the road, and they stop, and they're kind of looking at them like, whoa, it's Supergirl and Superman. Mm-hmm. And, and they're standing there, and Supergirl's like, I usually oh. go say hi. And Superman <laughs> says, I do too. So they turn around, and they go, and they say hi to the family. Mm-hmm. And, and the, like, dad or something says to Superman, aren't you, like, 12 years old? No, no, that was a different that was part. Like I, don't, I don't remember, but yeah, there was this talking. line where they're talking to this family, yeah. and Supergirl says, I used to change his diapers. <laughs> and he's like, you don't need to tell people that. And, it was just, and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was a hilarious moment where, yeah. where she basically, um, you know, sort of knocks down the Superman myth and, and makes point makes it a point that this is just a dude. Yes, it's a super dude who flies around and saves people and stuff, but it's still just a dude. Mm-hmm. And and that was a really funny and humanizing moment that I really, really liked. See, that's I think that's one of the things I enjoy most about Supergirl. I know the first season when we were watching it at times, I'm like, this is so hokey, you know. But it is and I mean that wasn't hokey that was just it was good right. but I think it is the little the little the little parts it you is. know like um when she brings Superman back to the the new base and um her sister's like oh god your cousin smells so good and I mean it's just <laughs> I, I don't know once again it's a what a woman being like all mushy not super mushy but you not know not really mushy just 
noticing something. Yeah, just noticing something. Because mm-hmm. that totally would have been me, because <laughs> smells are everything to me. I would have been, like, right. just kind of trailing him around, like, hmm. But you're right. Like, that's where this show really has shined, and that's really what I like about it. To me... Like, the parts where she's, like, being Supergirl and, like, flying around and saving stuff. Like, Like, that's fine. It's part of the show and you need that. But where this show really shines is in the interpersonal relationships and and those small moments that you're talking about, right? The relationship between Kat and Kara. Mm -hmm. um, You know, between her and her sister. uh, The interactions between these different characters that happen. That's what really makes this show. And that's Mm -hmm. what what keeps keeps me coming back to it. Because not only do you have... Uh, you know, the super elements and, and the emotion and the drama uh, and, and the excitement that you're looking for in a show like this. You also have the lightheartedness and the fun yeah. and the, you know, the quippiness. Mm-hmm. And it is hokey sometimes. Yeah, it is. But at the same time, it, it feels really genuine. And that's really what I think I like about And this. I think you, you need a super hero hokey show compared to like arrow you know that's yeah not hokey because arrow takes itself really seriously <laughs> so and, and for arrow it works it works and that's fine it does yeah for and, the most and part. arrow is like <laughs> arrow is like basically the batman tv show yeah you know i mean it's arrow and and green arrow is a, a dc character so yeah. it's i mean it's dc sort of aping itself but still i was um, excited to find that this will be the last season that they're doing the flashbacks thank god because yeah. i'm just like remember i like stopped watching it for a while because i'm like i can't handle these flashbacks I know. and i didn't even watch the, the full run i don't think i watched any of last season just because it was like yeah you know i'm just tired of this but anyway anyway back to supergirl I'm I'm very excited for where they're going with this. The the thing I wanted to, to just touch on again real quick and, and get back to is the kryptonite because we start the episode with kryptonite in that ship. Kara reacts to it when she tries to touch it and stop it from crashing. And then when, when she brings Superman back to the DEO headquarters after they save that spaceship, there's clearly a frosty reception yeah. uh, between Superman and... John Johns. John Johns. Mm -hmm. And Alex starts digging in to try to figure out what this thing is. And it turns out that kryptonite is at the heart of it. Because Mm -hmm. back off camera, you know, in the past of of this new mythos or whatever they're setting up here. Emerald? Was that the Yeah, it was called Project Emerald. And it was a point where Superman was working with the DEO. And they had gone on a mission and found a, a great big green meteor, which was kryptonite. And when they found it... Superman discovered, oh yeah, this stuff's bad for me. We mm-hmm. should destroy this. But uh, John Johns said, no, we're mm-hmm. going to keep this, and it's currently somewhere, you know, in the DEO. And his reasoning was because there are other people from Kryptonian, and they, you know, could be bad people, and we need it. So I mean, I totally, I totally agree with John Johns. And I'm like, Superman, stop being a little little baby there, because you just need to simmer down. Yeah, and and Superman comes back, you know, as they as he and John Johns are talking about this after Alex prods them into it, and he says, you know, uh, when when he says, yeah, there are other Kryptonians out there, that's why we need to keep it, and Superman says. Yeah, like my my cousin. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you're not the head of the DEO? Or what happens when the president herself gives you an order to use this stuff? Herself. We know she's coming. Yeah, yeah. So we have uh, a female president in this world, which Linda is pretty Carter. cool. For those, I mean, you all know this yeah, already. Yeah. I mean, come but on. But still, it's going to be yeah. awesome. Uh, and this is clearly a foreshadowing, right? Something mm-hmm. is going it's to happen, happen with that chunk of kryptonite. And I believe it has to do or will somehow be connected to what was set up at the very, very end piece of the episode. 
because Corbin, this assassin, was shot, as I mentioned, by Lex Luthor's sister. Yeah, that was awesome. That was pretty awesome. Like, she yeah. picks up a gun and just and boom, boom. Yeah. Like, two in the I chest. I mean, come on, people. Clean, through and through. Double shot. Well done. Well, she didn't double tap to the head. But anyway, <laughs> it was good. It was good. And and uh, um, Alex says, you know, it's through and through. He needs to go to a hospital. But we never actually see him get to a oh. hospital. And while while this is happening, Superman is just floating up in the <laughs> air like, la-di-da, what's going on down there? I don't need to help anyone. That part, I'm like, come on. What, 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 He's what? just rando floating up there. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little weird. But we never see him get to a hospital. And then after, like, the episode ends where Kara says, you know, I'm going to go see uh, Clark. You want to come with? And Jimmy's like, you know, oh, I'm being mopey, so no. You know, they <laughs> cut to black, and then you have the little end bit of the episode, which is this assassin Corbin, uh, all, like, tubed up, up in some strappy, you know, medical-looking machine. And this woman walks up, and it's in this dark, dank, you know, room. So he's clearly not in a hospital. Because, you know, that's good for, you know, infections, but right. whatever. And the woman says, Corbin, you're not in a hospital. Surprise, surprise. Hmm. Um, and, and you know, make Pick some... the green or the red. What yeah. do you want? Yeah, so it's a, a bit of a matrix moment. Yeah. You know, the, the red button will shut off the ventilator, you'll die. The green button, you'll and live. you can live. Blink if you want to live. And he blinks, and she presses the button, and she says, Corbin is dead. Long live Metallo. Mm-hmm. And Metallo is classically in the comics a Superman villain, a cyborg with a kryptonite power core. <gasps> kryptonite that, yes, again. He Ooh. uses as a weapon against mm-hmm. Superman. So in in this injection, we don't know if there's any kryptonite. There didn't appear to be any, but with this chunk of kryptonite just lying around at the DEO, mm-hmm. I'm guessing that Metallo is going to get his hands on this somehow and use it against Superman and Supergirl for however long Superman's around. Yeah. So, that's episode one. Wait, wait, wait. do I have another note? Episode two. We didn't even talk. There's one part when they're fighting, and there's this like family, this mom, dad, and this kid, and oh, he's yeah. like, "We're moving back to Gotham." <laughs> that was hilarious. I think that was my favorite moment. I mean, because Gotham. That was my third favorite moment. Oh uh, well, yeah, maybe it was my favorite. It was just, it was funny because we <laughs> watched Gotham, Gotham as well, yeah. and that yeah. show is just nuts. Yeah, that and show is awesome. off the hook in a great way. Yeah. So anyway. Join us next time. We'll be back next Wednesday or Thursday. We're not sure when these podcasts are going to go up yet. But we'll be back next week week. with the recap and discussion of the next episode of Supergirl. If you want to chat with us about Supergirl, you can tweet Kim at KHeniatis on Twitter. You can tweet me at Heniatis. You can also follow Kim on her website, KimHeniatis.com. And you can find me on my website, SpirosHeniatis.com. I'm usually on Facebook more than my website. I mean, but well, they whatever. Want to just read your book reviews, yeah, your true. movie reviews, yeah. and things like that. They want to and check plus out my, my Facebook is on my website, yeah. so whatever, that's fine. And check out my photography videos and things of that nature. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.